Let's take our Bibles tonight and go to 2 Samuel 22. Actually, turn over to Psalm 18 first. Psalm 18, and we'll begin there as we have been the last couple weeks. Psalm 18, and then if you want to put your finger in 2 Samuel 22, you can, but Psalm 18 is where we'll begin. We ended last week looking at the awesome truth that God delivers us, not because He has to, but because He delights in us. And when we allow that truth to sink in, we allow that truth to take hold in our life, our perspective changes. You might say, how so? How does our perspective change? Well, when David allowed that truth to take hold in his life, when he knew the love of God in this way, he could trust even when he did not understand God's plan. And when we understand the delivering love of God in that way, that it's because he delights in us, then we can trust even when we don't know God's plan in the moment. Like when you have your cab flooded with smoke. <laughs> when I was driving down the road there, I did not know what God's plan was. But that truly was his deliverance. It wasn't just by chance that the next exit that I had was a truck stop. Most, most gas stations off the side of the road are not that way. And this one was a specific truck stop. And, and the Lord's plan was not just to even get me off the road safely and get me to the truck stop safely. His plan was bigger than that. And I think his plan is much bigger than even paying for it. I think he has the gospel in mind the good news in mind that's going to go forth to the people seated in those chairs. And, but I think he wants to show us his goodness as well along the way. So as we, as we come back to this uh, study on who is my God, tonight we're going to look at your obedience in relation to God's character. Your obedience in relation to God's character. Let's read Psalm 18, verses 20 through 29, and then we'll jump over to 2 Samuel 22. This passage here in relation to 2 Samuel 22 is probably the closest word-for-word word, uh, that we have between the two parallel passages, and so you'll notice a lot of similarities as we read through it basically twice. Let's start here in Psalm 18, verses, verse 20. The Bible says, The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, <clears throat> according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. With the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. With an upright man, thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure, thou wilt show, shew thyself pure. And with the forward, thou wilt shew thyself forward. For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but wilt bring down high looks. For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. Turn over to Second Samuel 22 now. 
2 Samuel 22, and as you're turning there, if you read that initially, maybe you'd think, you could think to yourself, oh, David is very high-minded at the beginning, talking about his righteousness and how he has obeyed the, the will of the Lord. But that's not the spirit of David at all here. He's saying that God is, God is blessing him. God is, is protecting him because he, he kept the Lord's statutes and the Lord's judgments in front of him and because he was obedient. Obedience does have an impact on, on God's response to us as believers. If we do not obey God, God says that his hand is heavy on us. God says that, he, that we are standing in array against God if we are disobedient. God hates the proud. He, 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 he is in battle array against those who are proud. So as we read this again, I want you to read it with that spirit in mind. So let's pray together, and then we'll, we'll take a look at this a second time. Father, I pray as we read uh, your word together that we would catch your heartbeat for us. And tonight, as we look at our obedience towards you, I pray that none would get discouraged if they have disobeyed you. But, Lord, that we would learn to, to come, even as we learned last week about your love, and, and we sang about it tonight, or that your love would compel us to obey you. And so, Lord, thank you for, for your word tonight that we can come and read it. And, Lord, would you teach us now. In Jesus' name, amen. 2 Samuel 22, and we're in verse 21. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept, my way, I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I, will, I did not depart from them. I will also... I was also upright before him, and have kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt shew thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt shew thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt shew thyself pure, and with the froward thou wilt shew thyself unsavory. And the inflicted people thou wilt save, but thine eyes are upon the haughty, that thou mayest bring them down. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. That's a great promise, by the way. We'll get back to that in just a second. For by thee I have run through a troop. By my God have I leaped over a wall. If you take your sheet there, in front of you that, that I provided, I want you to fill in a few blanks tonight of who is my God. As we look to the obedience of David, we can see in verses 21 through 25 that God is my rewarder. God is my rewarder. When, when we obey God, He rewards us. He, he loves to reward His children and here, David says in verse 21, The Lord hath rewarded me according to my righteousness. And he's not speaking of, of, of as far as God applying his righteousness to David. He's not talking about in a salvific way of, although David did have the righteousness of God applied to his account because of his faith in Jesus Christ. But here he's talking about him doing the right thing. He chose the right way 
according to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. Now, was David that way all the time? Is David saying that he's perfect here? No, not at all. And David knew that. But David knew that when God looked at him, he talked several times about the eyesight of the Lord. And this is a really encouraging truth. To the eyesight of the Lord, when David went to God and asked for a clean heart, what did God see? A clean heart. When David went to the Lord and got things right and got things under the blood, even the the sin with Bathsheba, even the death of Uriah the Hittite, all of that, the sin that he allowed with Absalom and Abner, all of that, God saw a clean heart and cleanness of hands that hath he recompensed me. It says, as David, uh, David went on through verses 22 and 23, verse 23, For all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. We know that in our own lives and in David's life, he, he got off the path, but ultimately he kept to the statutes of the Lord. The Lord always brought him back, and the Lord can do that to us as well. That when God, when Jesus presents us before the throne in the last part of Jude, it says that we will be presented, what? Blameless before God. That, that Satan, the accuser of the brethren, will be able to look at us and he won't, he won't have any dirt on us because of the blood of Christ. And so that, that's a great truth. God is my rewarder. He wants to reward us for, for doing what is right, for standing uprightly. The book of Proverbs talks much about that. Verses 26 through 28 then shows us the truth that God is my righteous judge. God is my righteous judge. Verse 26 says, With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the, with the froward thou wilt shew thyself unsavory. And the afflicted people thou wilt save, but thine eyes are upon the haughty, that thou mayest bring them down. And that's not God wanting to bring those people down. God's not wanting... You know, a, a, a proud look to lead to a fall. He's, he's not wanting that to happen in our life, but he is a righteous judge. He's going to, he's going to, to have that happen because that is what is right. That is what is justice. <clears throat> Verse 29 then, I mentioned this before as I read it, but God is my lamp. God is my lamp. And I know that's not uh, so much of a characteristic as it is a it is a a uh, a label that is given to God that that He sheds light. God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. That maybe we could say is the characteristic that God is light. He sheds light on on. Notice it's not the darkness. It's not His darkness because there is no darkness. Wh- whose darkness is it? My darkness. We'll get back to that in a second as well. But David is very personal here. He says, the Lord will lighten my darkness. Because he has none. He, there, is, there is darkness that I have in my life that oftentimes I will, I will be through something. And I need God, my lamp. 
Thou art my lamp. Verse 30 then goes on, and let's read it together before we look at the blank. He says, For by thee I have run through a troop. By my God have I leaped over a wall. In that I see that God is my strength and ability to do the impossible. If you've ever thought, if you look look and see the poetic language that he's using, I, I don't know if he had ever done it before, but have you ever thought about running through a troop? This is a military troop, and a troop could be up to 10,000 men. That is something that if you ran right through the, the midst of 10,000, you aren't coming back alive. This is something that, that is totally impossible. For my God have I leaped over a wall. He didn't get some superhuman strength to go leaping over a wall. But have you ever been there in life where you feel like you are totally boxed in or you are, you are running into a wall in a certain situation? You just can't get through. You need to see breakthrough in your life, but you just can't get through a wall. And he said, by my God, I have leaped over. I have leaped over the wall. I've done something totally humanly impossible by God and His strength and His ability. I put down there, you could also think of it this way, God is my way, that's my strength, my means, that's my, my ability, and my end, meaning that there is nothing else beyond Him that I need. When, when I'm trusting God to do the impossible, when I'm trusting God to give out the gospel or to give out his word at the county fair, just let's put it down in practical terms. When I'm trusting God for that, it's not something in me that's going to lead someone to Jesus. I need God who is my way. He's, he's my strength. He's, he's, he's also the means that's the way it's going to happen. He's the ability. And then he's my end. There's, there's nothing else I have to look for. I don't need to have superhuman capability. I don't need to speak with the tongues of men and of angels. People do that all the time without love, and, and 1 Corinthians 13 says they're nothing. They're a zero with the ring rubbed out. I also put down there just the, the, the thought that God did not give you himself so that you could use him as a means to accomplish your own end. I think that's important that God, when God's looking for you to do the impossible, God's not looking for you to drum up something as your own end. Oh, that would be great to see. Now, God, you've got to help me do that and put your stamp of approval on it. God's not looking for that. God's looking to show you his will, his purpose, and his timing and give you himself to accomplish it. That's all we need in life. There, there is nothing more than that. As we look to a few key thoughts here, as we go to prayer tonight, I'd, look to, I'd like you to flip the sheet over, and I'd like to look at just three things about obedience in relation to this passage and to us as we, as we go to prayer here tonight, and three other passages that I'll have you turn to. You see them right there on your sheet. But firstly, verses 21 through 25 show us that obedience does bring God, uh, obedience to God brings blessing. Obedience to God brings blessing. 
And you can write that down, and then if you turn with me to Psalms cha- uh, Psalm chapter 84. Very familiar verse to, to some of you. Psalm chapter 84. Obedience brings blessing. Psalm 84 and verses 11 and 12. The Word of God says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. When we obey God, when we, when we understand, as we did last week, just his delivering love, it's very easy to trust someone that you love. And, and as, you, as you learn to trust God, you learn to obey him, you'll find that, yes, not everything goes exactly as, you, as planned, but God will bring blessing. It's true. God does bring blessing, and he blesses you far beyond what you thought even possible. And it's amazing. Uh, the second thing that I want us to see here is that in verse 29, obedience to God allows God's light to flood my darkness. Obedience to God allows God's light to flood my darkness. And I'll have you turn when you're ready there to Psalm 112, which I believe is another psalm that Really, the beginning part of it speaks to this truth right in the text. Psalm 112 and verses 1 through 4. Verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord and delighteth greatly in his commandments. There's obedience. Verse 2 of Psalm 112. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth, The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Now notice verse 4. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Obedience to God allows God's light to flood my darkness. And there is often times where there will be foggy times through life and where I don't understand the will of the Lord or even what he's doing. But if I can understand that if I just trust my God and I trust his character, then I don't always have to understand what he's doing. I can understand who my God is. And eventually, the Lord will show me what what he is doing. Or sometimes... You might be like the ones in in Hebrews 11 where they died and they didn't get to see all of what the promises of God brought afterwards. But they still clung clung to the promises of God and God was still uh, faithful even after their death. So obedience to God allows God's light to flood my darkness. Thirdly tonight, and as we close... Obedience to God will enable me with God's strength to do the impossible. And let's look to Matthew chapter 17 there. In the New Testament. I believe this is really a fitting 
a very fitting uh, passage as we go to prayer tonight. Matthew chapter 17 and verses 19 through 21. Matthew 17, verses 19 through 21. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could, we not, ca- uh, why could not we cast him out? And they're, they're wondering why they couldn't cast the devil out of this, this guy. And Jesus said, verse 20, unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Jesus gave them the means. He said, this this is what you're going to do. He said, it's not about the quantity of your faith. It's that you have the faith to simply ask me and ask me to do it. In, in uh, John chapter 14 through 17, we see that great discourse given by Jesus. If you shall ask anything in my name, that will I do. And, and, and he, God wants to give us that. But obedience to God is required. Verse 21, how be it what? This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. If we're going to see God do some great things in this day, it's going to be an obedience to prayer. And even as we, we go to in, into corporate prayer tonight, we need to obey the word of the Lord. And, and God's obedience to God will enable us with God's strength to do the impossible. As, we, as I come back to Second Samuel 22, I don't know what it's like to run through a troop. David knew that quite well. He knew what it was to run into battle and be at the front and know that he had the, probably the greatest chance of dying. And I don't know what it's like to, to leap over a wall either, but I do know what it's like to have walls in my life where I feel like I need a breakthrough. And I just want to encourage you tonight, if you feel like you keep running into a wall or if there's something happening in your life, choose to be faithful to God and His Word Obey Him and allow Him to bring the breakthrough. Don't you keep ramming your head into a wall and expecting it to fall down. God wants to enable you so that you can leap over the wall. Let's pray.